And thank you again for being with us here on another edition of uh, Twins Wrap. And I guess there's not much to wrap up with with uh, Dick Bramer with the uh, television voice of the Minnesota Twins other than some speculation and, and everything else. But how odd is this for you, Dick? I mean, you're supposed to be out on the West Coast and getting ready for the, the home opener coming up on Thursday. It's just kind of a surreal time, isn't it? Well, I think it is for all Twins fans, Derek, because this is, uh, in my mind anyway, the most exciting time of the year for a baseball t- a fan because really all 30 teams at the start of the season are equal. And then, of course, over the course of the season, the things separate between the good teams and the bad teams. But, you know, this is a, a really, really difficult situation for everybody, and it's made worse with the fact that people can't distract themselves from the reality by turning on the television or the radio and and uh, watching a baseball game or a basketball game. So we're we're just hopeful that uh, somehow, some way, in the coming weeks, maybe months, we can get back to normal here and 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 get the games back on the field. Yeah, and I've been really trying to get into the business and not speculating when that will be because there, there's just so much unknown, right? I mean, much of this is going to have to come from the CDC guidelines and, and from on top and then trickle down. So, and I'm guessing that – how do you feel about that too? Because I, I, I've heard a lot of commentators, and granted, we're running out of things to say, so the talking heads on ESPN or whatever trying to come up with something. But I, I think it's unfair to whether there's going to be – you know, an earlier start than what we think, a, a midsummer start or, or no no season at all. It's just there's so much unknown right now. Well, I think that's the right attitude for everybody to take, not just in terms of uh, the baseball season, when or if it'll be played. You know, you look back at all of our lives over the last few weeks, and there have been so many disappointments. I don't know why anyone would say, okay, by Memorial Day we'll be playing baseball because you leave yourself open to even more disappointment. So let's see how this plays out. We know that uh, things haven't bottomed out yet, unfortunately, uh, but let's, let's play it in the play it out in, in the hopes that we will have a baseball season. And when we do, we'll, we'll be able to, you know, take that as a sign of a, a return to normal. Clearly there are larger issues that we're all dealing with now, but uh, let's, let's not set ourselves up for even more disappointment in, in terms of projecting anything at a time when, you know, nothing is projectable, uh, you know, days ahead, much less weeks ahead. Yeah, no, there's no question about that. Dick Bramer with us, television voice of the Minnesota Twins. I hope you don't mind me asking this question because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to answer this as a kind of an umbrella thing because so many people's attitudes on this, I mean, and because we get a lot of feedback, as you can imagine, on KFGO about something like this, and there's people who just think that everyone should be isolated and they're going to be scared to come to the house and there's going to be other people that – on the other extreme that think it's a hoax. And I think most of us are kind of sitting in the middle thinking, okay, hopefully this is going to go. But whether it be for you as a broadcaster or whether it's going to be some players getting into a clubhouse with 25 people, you know, a lot of people are going to have different opinions about this and, you know, viewing their safety or whatever. That's going to be an intriguing thing. I think that baseball is going to have to deal with whether it be the players or the people who have to work around baseball to make a living. Well, and that's why I think, um, provided we do have a baseball season this year, it wouldn't surprise me at all that uh, the first weeks of games might be played with no fans in the stands. I don't know that the people much higher up in the food chain will be making those decisions, but I do think, you know, before we're going to be able to take full strides back into, you know, what the new normal will be, 
you know, I, I think industries and not just sports, but restaurants, uh, you know, businesses everywhere are just going to have to take baby steps or tiptoe back into uh, what we, you know, frankly, took all for granted uh, not that long ago. So what that means in the sports world is anybody's guess. Uh, you know, we're hopeful that, you know, we'll have a season. And even if it means playing studio baseball, where the players and the media members will be there and the fans won't be let in for a couple of weeks. I mean, who among us right now wouldn't take that just to, to be able to watch something to distract us from the harsh reality that we're living in. Well, I tell you what, uh, I, I'd take anything at this point because I'm enjoying these games on the radio, these classic games. I really am. I mean, I and people have asked me about that because they know, and when you know how I feel about Twins baseball in the spring, and of course, no Final Four tournament and all that. But for me, just to hear you and, and Corey call games, that's what I'm going to need, especially as we're getting to some nicer weather here. I mean, I'm, I'm supposed to be cleaning the garage, listening to you or Corey right now. <laughs> well, it's you know we're all in the same boat, right? Yeah, I mean, right. I've, I've thought about this the other day I'm, I'm cleaning out garages and and doing stuff like that and i'm actually washing my hands because i know they're dirty i mean that was one of the highlights of my day yesterday instead of washing my hands 10 times a day even though they look clean to me i actually washed them yesterday because they were they were visibly uh, dirty you know and and i'm glad that the games are, are being replayed on radio and tv i really am but i mean that's the type of stuff I do to get through the winter. Yeah. And now here it is spring and, and I've found myself uh, minimally watching and listening to, to old baseball games because I, that's how I get through the winter months. So, you know, for, for those who, you know, need a fix to get from where we are to where we hope to be soon, that's great. I encourage people to do that. But me personally, you know, I I'll watch a baseball game in January just to get through January. I hadn't in, intended on, you know, getting through March and April with that. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, uh, Chris Atterbury's doing this Twins Clubhouse show to keep us, uh, you know, thinking about Twins baseball. Yeah, Jake Odorizzi on last week. And, and one thing Jake said is I can really amp up, and I've been hanging out, you know, around with uh, Tyler Clippert down here, the new reliever that came over from the Indians last year. He said, I think relievers will be able to kind of amp up because they're usually ready to go every day, but he's kind of concerned about some of the starters because, as you know, spring is kind of a gradual way that they get ready. So that I guess whenever they do get the season going, that's probably going to be the biggest concern. Well, and Tyler Clifford, when he pitches for the Twins, will pitch one inning at a time. When Joe, uh, Jake Odorizzi pitches for the Twins, well, he hopes to go five, six, or seven innings. And so, yeah, I understand the concern, particularly for starting pitchers who build up and build up through February and March. So they're ready to go in April. And it is a, a much easier, I would think for a relief pitcher, which isn't to suggest that they're not going to be, you know, susceptible to, you know, getting hurt too. If, if things get compressed and, and too condensed in terms of training camp, whenever it starts up again, everybody's going to have to be careful and we're all going to be eager to get back to work. Uh, certainly no issue, I hope, for a broadcaster getting hurt, getting ready for the start of the season. But the players are going to have to, you know, bridle their enthusiasm a little bit. Let's say there's a three-week training camp, which might be held in, in, you know, in this case, at Target Field. Who knows? But if it's only three weeks, you know, there's still going to be uh, the, the, the expectation or the eagerness to get going. Let's go, let's go, let's go. When, in fact, at the start, 
you know, the best approach is going to be just hold back here. You know, let's not get over anxious here and let's not get hurt. Derek Hansen with you, along with Dick Bramer, the television voice of the Minnesota Twins. This is, again, the Twins Wrap, brought to you by Jefferson Lines. And uh, your book out, Game Used, and I've really enjoyed it here during this time. It, it last uh, weekend when it was really nice out, sat on the deck and read a little bit of that. I want to ask you, because you talked about your relationship with Rod Crew last week, and uh, hearing you know some of these classic games that were here on the radio and you had Harmon Killebrew doing some of the middle innings of color commentary on the radio side, and I really enjoyed that. And just talk about looking back on some things. Harmon Killebrew was one of the nicest people you could ever meet. I mean, just a, a bigger-than-life character as far as Twins fans are concerned, but he was just really down-to-earth. Well, I relate that in the book. I, of course, grew up watching Harmon and, and people of my vintage. Uh, he was the guy. He, he was the first guy. Uh, you thought of nationally when someone mentioned the Minnesota Twins and, you know, multi-time home run champion. Well, after my first year announcing twin game, uh, Twins games in 1983, they told me that Harmon would be my broadcast partner, and I could not believe my ears. I was so excited to be able to be working with this guy, and I was nervous the first time I actually met him. And as I say in the book, that lasted about three seconds because he had a wonderful demeanor about him in a way of making everyone feel at ease around him. And it was very easy to feel comfortable around him. And that was all because of him. You know, he had a a very disarming nature about him. He, he could have, you know, put on airs and, and had an attitude about him, but that wasn't his nature. And of all the people I've met in and out of baseball, I, my association with him, he and I announced games for what five years, I guess. Uh, that that's something that really warms my heart because he was one of the genuinely nicest people I've ever met in my life. Yeah, and boy, him and Herb Carneal in the same booth at that time. <laughs> I mean, I I don't think there's a, a a bad soul about either one of those two. I think about that. I mean, there's two two of the nicest people you could ever meet. Well, and uh, one of the great regrets I had was never being able to work with Herb. I had worked in the booth next to him for many, many years and uh, considered him a friend as well. But I crossed over and did some radio a few times with John Gordon and uh, have done it now, you know, with, with the current radio crew. But I never got a chance to share the booth with Herb, and, and I wish I could have. That would have been a great, great thrill for me. It is amazing because, as you, you know, I, it's been a thrill for me to get to know a lot of people within the organization, whether it be the front office staff that a lot of people listening right now wouldn't know, and also with some of the players and coaches, or whatever. It is amazing. You know, I, I can count on one hand people I just didn't, didn't really like. I didn't like their attitudes at all. It, it's just got to be something with the poll ads. In, in my time of uh, working with the Twins, there's just good people around that organization, whether it be on the field or off. Well, that's been one of the joys of my career, uh, being around this organization uh, as the nucleus uh, of my career. That's been a pretty consistent theme. You know, we've, we've, we've gotten to know a lot of the players and, and front office people over the years on Caravan. And, you know, frankly, one of the things I really miss is being around the, the fellow Twins employees, front office people that your listeners probably have never heard of. But uh, it goes beyond the clubhouse. It goes throughout the front office, and it's one of the reasons, frankly, I've been at my job as long as I I have 
uh, simply because I enjoy the people in the organization so much. And that's through two ownerships, you know, going back to the Griffith organization and through the Polad, uh, you know, ra- years as well. Uh, it's, it's really something that makes my job a lot more fun. And that is the quality of the people that I get to associate with. No, that is for sure. A uh, game used your book out right now. I'm guessing uh, I- I've heard from a lot of people picking up right now because you know people are looking for something to do and they want to keep baseball in their mind. I- I'm guessing that sales are going pretty brisk right now with that. Well, they tell me it is. I, I try not to pay any much attention to that. I uh, uh, I've gotten some feedback from from some people who've gotten the book and they said that it helps fill a void and and I guess getting the feedback helps fill a void for me. Uh, to keep baseball in the forefront of our minds in the hopes that, um, you know, we'll be able to actually watch baseball again, listen to it, you know, real soon. Uh, the, the, the point of the book is, I think I've mentioned to you before, Derek, I wanted it to be a kind of a lighthearted, self-deprecating Twins history book and never imagined that it would be released during a worldwide pandemic. But uh, if people can pick up the book and read it and 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 chuckle or smile, well, then um, all the better. That's uh, I think we all need uh, something that will make us uh, feel a, a little bit better about things. And for some people, if the book does that, that's wonderful. Yeah, Joel Heitkamp and I were talking, he, he was mentioned this morning on his show, too, there's the fact that yeah, he's he was looking forward to going to Dumont and going to that signing. We were going to make a big deal about that to your book signing down there, and hopefully that will happen someday. Just going to be a little bit delayed, that's for sure. But uh, it, that is something I know you're really looking forward to. We uh, it's it was going to be the highlight of the book writing process. Actually, I, I really wanted to do that, uh, not so much for me, but for the people of that town. And unfortunately, we've had to postpone it. We're going to try very hard to have some sort of book signing event or celebration in Dumont once once we get to the other end of the, the situation we're in. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. I'm guessing that's going to be kind of the interesting part, too, is, uh, you know, we talk about uh, what book signings will be like. You know, you'll be sliding the book there. <laughs> you'll be signing autographs. And I guess it kind of depends upon what our attitude will be like. We, we go back to the front office people and some of the people that work around there. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, I, I think about Art and Chuck and all these guys in the press box who are, you know, they're kind of in their retirement years. It's going to be kind of an interesting time for all them too. It's because I think there's going to be a lot of people wondering how long is it going to be before we are, you know, how long are we be talking about six feet away from each other? Well, the one book signing we had at Hammond Stadium in Fort Myers, uh, you know, people I think were very uh, understanding of the situation, and I fist bumped people, and I elbow bumped them, and you know, t- leaned in, took a few photographs. But even back then, on March 9th, we were thankfully, I think, keeping our distance. And of course, we have to do that now. But just you know, <laughs> we we can't get close to the people that we love. I'm you know self quarantining myself since I got back from Florida with my family, thankfully. But of course, I want to hug them and yeah. can't. And, and so it's, we're all going through that. And, you know, I've kind of jokingly thought, well, you know, Hey, when this all is lifted, I'm going to hug everybody. I see I won't be doing that, of course, but you know, the temptation is there. Certainly we're going to have to, as I said before, take baby steps before we're able to get back to normal, but let's hope that we can start taking those here very soon. 
Yeah, you mentioned that too because you said this last week, and you talked about you know certainly within KFGO listening uh, distance, talking about your parents at Pelican Rapids in a nursing home, and my uh, significant other works at a assisted living place, and I, I think where you and you and I miss baseball, but boy, I tell you, for residents at a place like that, this is tough for them because I, I can walk down those hallways and I hear your voice a lot, as you know. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Uh, those people have a special place in my heart. In fact, today I, I made a delivery of uh, some cookies and had to leave them outside the nursing home. And I've got a friend of mine who's in a nursing home and uh, delivered some cookies uh, to her. And, and you know, th- th- those people, you know, in many cases, all they have are their family members and uh, the family members can't even come visit them. So, as uh, if you're inclined to uh, be a prayerful person, and if you've been praying a lot more lately, uh, as I have, uh, let's keep those people in our prayers because they're they're separated necessarily under the best of circumstances, and it's even worse now because these certainly are are the worst of circumstances for those people. Yeah, it's a tough deal, that's for sure, because it makes some uh, long days go by a lot quicker for them. So hopefully, and that goes back to what you said. I mean, even if you're sitting in a booth doing a game with those nobody in the stands. I mean, it happened in Baltimore a couple of years ago and with the riots, but uh, I, I, I think that would be better than nothing right now. Well, I think we'd all take that, including uh, the players who want to play, the broadcasters who want to broadcast, and at some point we'll get there. I don't know when that's going to be, but I know, and I think we've talked about this before too, Derek, I know how much it meant symbolically, if nothing else, when baseball returned after 9-11 because it was a sign that we are going to get past this and we are going to start to live lives uh, normally. And uh, whenever that happens for baseball, the other sports and the restaurants and everything else, we'll all welcome that day when it comes. Yeah, you might feel like Bob Euchre in Major League with no one in the stands at the old uh, <laughs> having, the, having the tongue-in-cheek there with what the uh, Cleveland games were in the 80s. But uh, like you said, it's uh, better than nothing, that is for sure. Well, I remember the first year I did Twins games back in 1983 and the Metrodome was just in its second year. And I did a four-game series uh, against the Mariners that sold a total of just over 13,000 tickets for the four games. And of those tickets, only half of them were used. And uh, that was, uh, at the time, or up till this time, the the fewest number of people I've ever seen at a ballpark. And uh, maybe that'll change, but uh, the main thing is uh, everybody stay healthy, stay inside. You know, it's it's uh, unnatural for us to do well, live our lives the way that we're living right now. But if the sooner we can get past this, uh, the sooner the better. And the best way we can all can do that is to stay inside and listen to the experts. Yeah, I was I was at a game in 2000 in September, a day game, and uh, I felt like I was in the bottom of a swimming pool watching a game because there wasn't a lot of people <laughs> that here either at the Metronome. That is for sure. Dick, thanks so much. Game used. You can go uh, anywhere online and get that if you want. Check it out. And uh, a great read right now. I'm in the middle of it, and I'm going to probably try to finish it this weekend. We'll talk to you again very soon, Dick. Thanks so much again. We'll talk to you Tuesday. All right, Derek. Dick Bramer, the television voice of the Minnesota Twins here for the Twins Wrap, brought to you by Jefferson Line, serving North Dakota and the upper Midwest for over 100 years.